0: It's Sue Bidstrup with The Great Big Yes Podcast, where I talk to people who have said yes to a greater calling on their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose. Today, I am speaking with Terry Ingram. She's a friend of mine here in Austin, Texas, and she and I met through Holy Yoga, but she has been um, really busy for the last few months. She is the founder of Be Lydia, which is a non-for-profit that comes alongside organizations that are fighting against sex trafficking here in Austin. And so she has these wonderful events where we get educated and, um, we learn how we can support and pray and come alongside these organizations that are fighting sex trafficking. So, um, I'm excited for you to tell or hear her story. She has, um, just, it's really cool and it's happened really fast. So God has placed this call on her life through a dream and, um, she said, yes. And so, yeah, here's Terry. Enjoy. Hi, Terry. Hi. How are you? I am well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad that you have um, just agreed to be on the podcast. I'm super excited to tell people about your story um, or have you tell them. But I do want to just upfront say Terry and I originally met through um, holy yoga. Um, <laughs> but it was pretty recent, right? So, how, I think like a year yeah. ago, maybe? Yeah.
1: No, I think it was. Um, Last spring, okay, it was at, yeah. I had just had my crazy dream, <laughs> and I just asked you guys to pray about it, right? Yeah. Okay. So that I love was it. yeah, last spring.
0: So you tell will you tell everybody the story of your dream and kind of what you're up to now, what God's called you into? Sure. Okay. So back in um, March, it's November now.
1: Back in March, like mid March, I had a dream um, that where I heard over and over, be Lydia, be Lydia, be Lydia, be Lydia, over and over to the point where I literally said out loud, God just put it in my head and help me remember in the morning. And I never remember my dream. So I didn't, I just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I woke up the next morning and immediately like jumped out of bed and got my journal. And I had six pages of notes, and it was literally like a download from the Holy Spirit, and it was notes with such detail coming, I mean, for me, it was completely random, like, where did this come from? It was so clearly from God, because it was nothing on my radar at all, and it was all about helping the refuge and helping... um, to fight sex trafficking and all of these like hosting events and even like details on like serving lemonade and like it's just insane amount of detail. Yeah. And so I sat on it because it was so crazy. Um, I told my husband about it. I didn't tell anyone else about it. I didn't tell him the details. I just said to pray for me because um, I just need clarity. And so I, That's so unlike me because I'm super um, spontaneous and um, like I just I jump into things without um, reservation, which often gets me in trouble. (laughs) But this time, (laughs) this time I knew it was a big deal, so I just kind of sat on it and really prayed for God to um, this to be all about Him and what He wants me to do. And so, flash that was in March. Flash forward to May. 15th, I think it was, I went to see the abolitionist movie with um, my husband and another couple, which is about, it's the story about Operation Underground Railroad, where they, it's two ex-FBI, I think, um, guys that go in and actually rescue the kids out of um, sex trafficking. Mm. And it's mostly like international, okay. um, although they do do it in the United States. So I woke up so that was just heartbreaking and I I went to bed and and I woke up the next morning and I just said God and then I'll be honest this is the first time I pray this. Yeah. God you're well whatever you want me to do just I'm I'm ready I'm I'm going to do it. And boom it was like all of these meetings lined up for me to meet with the refuge and like somebody I told my finally told my Bible study what was going on with my dreams and they Said, oh, you should meet, you know, Haley. Yeah. And normally, I would want more information, like why should I meet Haley? Right. But I, I just, I just emailed Haley and said, hi, we need to have coffee. And I, you know, I met her, and she told me about Red Oak, yeah. um, and and so on. So my whole summer was planning this one event in August, um, my first Be Lydia event, completely by the seat of my pants. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. And that was the start of Be Lydia. So Be Lydia is for us to um, be like Lydia from the book of Acts, where Lydia hears Paul preach the gospel and responds. Mm -hmm. So we're responding to the gospel. And we, we just happen to be responding in a way
0: that helps fight sex trafficking. Yes. And I love that because I think I saw a tagline on there that said a modern woman's response to the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's really good. So I have a question about your dream because I find this really fascinating. And in scripture, Mm -hmm. there's a ton of people that have dreams, like dreams play a big part. But have you had that before where a dream was like a download from God or was this the first time? No, this is the first time. Like I said, the only other dream
1: I remember was actually um, about hell. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> so have
1: like, I never remember my dreams. I'm, yeah. a, like, once I go to bed, I'm asleep and I wake up, and that's the end of the story. So yeah. this was completely new to me.
0: Okay. That is so fascinating. And so when you started telling people about your dream, do you feel like they were looking at you funny, or were they like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, did you feel that? Um. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they were looking at me funny, but I didn't even
1: care. So, like, the people close to me, specifically my husband, knew for sure that this was from God because it's so unlike me to do all of the things that I'm doing that he knows for certain that it's from God. Um, And I think, like, I tell the story so often, I always kind of feel like, you know, is it losing its potency You know, because, like, I'm telling it so often. Yeah. Um, So maybe the people in my inner circle who have heard it a million times, maybe they're like, enough with the dream. (laughs) (laughs) We
0: get it. You had a dream. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. But I think it's important to know that this did start with a dream, and for once in my life, I was totally obedient and faithful to you know what I felt God – I always have a million excuses on why I'm too busy or whatever, mm-hmm. but this, I just said, this is too important not to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, now, when you um, said earlier, it was like your husband knew it had to be from God because – This isn't like what you would normally do. So I'm just curious, is organizing events and we'll get into more of like kind of what you've done so far and what's coming up, but as far as organizing events and connecting people together and fundraising and all of the stuff that you're doing, is that, would you say in your gifting? Like, is that? No. No. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't think so. Although I say that and
1: like when I was in my twenties, I did organize big events. Mm -hmm. for um, my husband's company, but I don't think it, I don't, you know, it wasn't my soft spot. Like, it wasn't easy for me. Okay. So, I don't know that that's my gifting. I don't know.
0: I know. I just think it's interesting sometimes how he calls us into, like, for, for instance, I'm doing this podcast, and I would have never said, oh... Um, podcasting would be my gifting, but like now that I'm doing it, I actually really love it and it feels really easy. Like, I guess that's what I mean. Do you feel like you're in a flow with it or is it? No, I feel
1: like I'm completely struggling with, um, like I don't like to, I'm shy. I don't like to speak publicly at all. Okay. I don't, um, I don't feel like this comes naturally to me.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I, I was I, wondering about. Now and I'm like wondering because hmm. he's providing for you in that anyway, because you are. It's speaking totally in front him. Of yeah, I yeah. Love that. Like if it, I think if it was like if I was a networker
1: and you know spoke um, publicly all the time, that it would be more about me and my skills.
0: That's right. Which
1: is which I think is okay because he gave me those skills. Yes. But for for this, he is like using, you know, Moses. Yes. who is just you know bumbling along and isn't articulate at all and it's all all about god well Be Lydia is surely all about god because i don't have any of those gifts
0: yeah well what i love about it is when you step out in faith like that like you need him to come through like it's yeah. and so then you see that he does and it's just so beautiful oh god yeah see. every single day so this wasn't a very long period of time between the dream and bringing it to fruition. So, like, what yeah. – are you a – is Be Lydia a non-for-profit? Like, did you have to go become a non profit Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I
0: – so right
1: after the dream, I knew for sure that I was supposed to have a non-profit called Be Lydia. And I didn't know what I was going to do with it or anything. So I immediately – I mean, not immediately, a few weeks later, signed up with Women's Nonprofit Alliance Mm -hmm. to um, be under their umbrella. And so they kind of fast-tracked everything, which was amazing because I didn't even know how hard it is to be a nonprofit. I just became a nonprofit within like 60 days, or not even, within like 30 days. And I don't think if I had to do it on my own – I believe that I would have come up with excuses not to do it. Yeah. So now I'm in the process of going out on my own and like you know I've done I've hired a um an attorney that specializes in nonprofits and I'm just waiting for the IRS to bring my papers back
0: mm-hmm. but it's a
1: lot. I mean it I that for sure would have stopped me from having it the first event in August.
0: Right. I love it cuz you just kind of jumped right in. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> right. And when we hesitate then we get Fearful, I think, and yes, at least I do, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes. So that's awesome that you mentioned the Women's Nonprofit Alliance. Is that something anyone could reach out to if they needed help with if they were considering doing this?
1: Yeah. In fact, I recommend it because they give you so many tools. Um, it's a wonderful community of strong women um, who have nonprofits, and um, I'm so grateful for them mm-hmm. because I, like I said, I would never have done what I've done so far and um, I will always recommend them they've been wonderful.
0: Are they all around um, the US or just here in Austin or is it they're actually
1: based um, out of like the Dallas area okay I think they they help women all over the country though okay awesome I love that
0: okay so um yeah your first event I was there it was amazing. Um, it was a luncheon right and it mm-hmm. um, kind of showcased um, the organizations that are, fighting against sex trafficking here in Austin. Yeah. I love that. Right. And then um, what else have you done? Like what other kinds of events? I know you have a big one coming up um, around Christmas time, right?
1: Yeah, we have one, a uh, girls night out on December 1st at the Art House Austin. And it's similar to the first big B Lydia event where, um, so I support um, five anti-trafficking ministries, the Refuge, mm-hmm. Adamo, the key to Free, Redeemed, and Red Oak. And so they, they each fit a different piece of the puzzle. And so we'll have speakers like on a panel this time um, talking about sex trafficking where you can learn what it is and what these ministries do and how we can help them and then answer some kind of some of the common questions that come up about sex trafficking. And then we're also going to have a survivor of sex trafficking, Cynthia Borsellino who works with Traffic 911. She's going to speak. Um, she has an amazing, amazing story. She's a beautiful woman. I can't wait to share her. And yeah. then um, we also empower women. So Lydia was a, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. So we help empower other women to give back in some way. And like our cause is sex trafficking. So we help support women, maybe by inspiring them, but also, you know, coming up with tools and suggestions on how they could help survivors. Mm -hmm. I think Adamo um, Nailbar is the perfect example. She's Carissa Bradford, the founder of that ministry, is a Lydia. She's yeah. responding to the gospel. So I just um, had have...
0: a podcast with her today. And, um, oh, good. Yeah, so that went out this morning. And I feel like she has such a great story because, talk about her gifting, like she actually just looked at, all right, what am I already doing? I'm doing nails. Yeah. I know how to do this. How can I help? And now yeah. she's training. For those of you who haven't listened, um, Carissa is, uh, has started Adamo, and she's training survivors um in the trade of manicuring and then um find helping either giving them a job or helping them find jobs so it's that piece of getting back into society and being self-sufficient um and having a job and a skill and which i love because i love how you picked these five um organizations and like you said they all address kind of a different place in the recovery, a different part of their healing. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing because, first of all, I would never have picked any of them. Right. God completely did. And they each fit a different purpose. It's really remarkable. and yes. And Carissa um, is so inspiring. So, um, yeah. Yes. So, anyway, I hope that your listeners do listen to that interview because she is on fire. And, I think, like what I came away from the the first BeLydia event, um, just blown away is how many people were inspired to do to use their skills to do something. Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. So, so so we will have a a, like a marketplace of vendors to shop, and we'll have Christmas carolers, and um, we. We'll have, like, food trucks and wine, and, you know, it'll be a fun girls' night out. But also, we're fighting sex trafficking. Yes. So, a little different than the last time.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, it sounds great. So, um, I'm just curious as – so, it's been how long that you've been doing this then? If you would have started back in May, did you start, you said? Yeah. Well, really, it was the first week of June is when I first okay. had my first meetings. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, over a year. No. Since no, this, just only, oh my gosh, months. No, yeah. <laughs> gosh, don't you feel like it's been longer? Yes, because <laughs> so much has happened. So I mean, much been, has happened. Yeah. So I want to just tell the listeners too, you guys, I was at just like a hanging out thing and um, Terry was just on the couch, like down the couch from me and she's like, you guys, I really want to share with you my dream. and. She literally just told us her dream, and we prayed for her, and we listened, and we were like, "Wow!" But then I feel like literally, like the next within like a couple of weeks, it seemed like it was up and running, like it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it crazy. Was so fast. Yeah, I love that. Super exciting. Yeah, I, yeah. You know what's
1: it's interesting because I've met so many amazing women every single week. I've had. Like, my Monday through Friday has been meetings. I have meetings every single day. Um, really, every day. It's amazing. But all of these women feel the same thing. We all feel the sense of urgency. Like, God is just pressing into our heart to be broken for these survivors yes. and to move now. And yes. so that's why I think it came together is because, um, you know, he everything is ramping up. I think we all feel that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just got home from the Just Shared Hope International Conference in D.C. And, wow, I mean, this is horrific, this evil that we're yeah. dealing with. And it's just getting worse. And so we do need to kind of get off the couch and start yes.
0: start um, doing something about it. I agree. I agree. And I think it's true. It's uh, When you hear about it, it breaks your heart. And Mm -hmm. it feels like it's just that whole, like, uprising, like, no, not on my watch. Like, now that I know, I can't unknow, and I need to act. So, um, absolutely. No, and I feel like there's a real groundswell in Austin. I mean, it's definitely um, happening here. And I think we can even be an example for other places that maybe aren't aware of it yet. Before I came here, I really, truly didn't know anything about it,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, which is shocking. Um, But... It's also just, um, I think people are starting to realize it's happening in their own cities.
1: Oh, it's happening all across America. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Small towns. Yeah. You know,
1: to big cities.
0: There's an education piece. Um, there's a prayer piece. There's an action piece for sure. There's all the justice part of it, you know, the Mm -hmm. law enforcement and all of that. So, um, just so much to learn, but, um, if, even if people just come alongside you in prayer and all all of the survivors and all of the people that are still stuck in it, just with prayer, oh my gosh, yeah. that's so powerful. I
1: think that's the most important part. Yes. For, for sure. sure.
0: Yeah. So tell me what happens when you, I know you were saying yesterday you weren't having a great day, but like what happens when you, like where do you go for inspiration in this? I know um, you really have felt God so much through this, but is there something you turn to? Like, do you go to a certain scripture? Is there, I know you have the story of Lydia. <laughs> um, but yeah. what else? Like, what do you feel kind of feeds you when you need that? Um, For sure,
1: yeah. For I mean, it's every single day I'm attacked or I feel under attack. And mm. it just, it, it increases the closer I get to an event. <laughs> yes. In just like crazy, crazy ways. So thankfully I have, prayer warriors that are praying for me but I have to just stay in the scriptures and I'm you know I I don't miss my bible study every day that's something like I've created this foundation and I think that's why I can get through things Mm -hmm. um easier but yeah you know I have a I don't know that I have a specific verse like right now I just want to you know in Mark 5 where it talks about the woman who pressed through the crowd Yeah, that's who I want to be. I just want to, you know, I'm shy and I have a a million excuses as to why I can't do this. I have kids, you know, I have grand, I have three grandsons. I have like all of these, you know, things that I want to get done and, and be organized and all of that. And it's just like, no, I just need to focus on Jesus and press through the crowd. And I cannot use the excuse that I'm shy. He doesn't, you know, he didn't create me to be that way. So, um, I just have to s- stick my head in the Bible and just, you know, read Scripture, armor up. I I just finished the um, Priscilla Schreier Armor of God Bible study, and it was so timely because, like, I'm in another Bible study that's amazing at my church, but this is one that I just did for myself. Yeah. And I, I really felt like I needed to just saturate myself in a Ephesians to armor up and, and, you know, this is battle and we are battling evil. Mm -hmm. And so if I, if I get scared or um, intimidated, that doesn't come from God.
0: Right. Totally. Yes, and he gives you the strength to go through. But I do love that you just said a couple of specific things. Just even the Armor of God Bible study, I've heard that was amazing. um, It's so good. As well, yeah. And just um, the idea that you have people praying for you, you know, you have prayer warriors. And, And, you know, here's the thing. You do come under attack because the enemy would like nothing more than you to just shut down. And say, yeah. oh, gosh. I'm yes. not going to do it, right? And so <laughs> yes. it's like he's up to his same old tricks. Yeah. And now it's like you can anticipate, okay, I'm getting closer to this and that's why this is happening. I think so much of our, um, I don't know, pain and fear comes in when we don't recognize it as the enemy. And we think, oh, well, maybe, and, and we fall for it. You know what I mean? Yes. I've done that several times. I just fall for yeah. it. Like it's just too much. I can't. Um, yeah. You know, but God suits up and suits us up armors us up and we can yeah. and so yeah Yeah, I mean I it that. was kind of almost to the point where we were laughing but as we
1: were getting ready to celebrate the launch of the Adamo nail bar everybody <laughs> was under attack and yeah. like I mean it's almost to the point where if you want to help us just you know be aware <laughs> that <Get ready. laughs> you're going to be under attack. But it's a good thing because if we weren't doing something good, he wouldn't even mess with us. So um, it's uh, important to remember that, you know, we are doing this for God and it's not about us. But, uh, yeah, almost every single person got sick. And yeah. there was, like, all of these. I mean, every day was just a headache. But um, but it was an amazing, beautiful launch, and everybody had so much fun, and we got to celebrate Adamo and their team. And, um, so it's always worth it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And where do you see it going? Like, I mean, not, I don't mean you have to have like a five-year plan or something, but Mm -hmm. do you feel it growing or do you feel like God's Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's just focus here where we are in the present moment? No,
1: yeah, for sure. I feel it growing. In fact, um, I know for sure that we will be going, um, we will be hosting men's events. And so that's, Kind of the mount everest of yeah. <laughs> of tackling um, you know big issues, but if we don't get the men involved first of all eighty five percent of men have nothing to do with this, so let's arm them up and you know um, educate them and yes. help let them help us. They want to help us. So we're going to have men's events where we're educating them, but also we're going to be tackling the demand issue and we'll be talking about pornography. I won't. I won't be talking about it. I'm having men talk about it.
0: Um,
1: So that's that's one avenue that we're going into. We're also going to work with prevention and having ambassadors and um, we're going to be educating parents and then middle school, high school, and college kids. So they're going to we're, we're going to create like a mentorship program with college kids helping the um, high school and middle school um, because the you know the key to all of this is prevention. Yes. So um, if we can educate, especially the middle schoolers, because believe it or not, um, it's not just women that are being trafficked or, you know, it's the kids in high school and sadly middle school. So let's at least let them know what's going on. And so we have those um, areas that we're going to go into. And then we're going to do, you know, more empowerment work with women entrepreneurs, um, more like big fundraisers to help these ministries. So, yeah, I, I definitely felt like from the first event, we had a green light to go in different directions. And the men's issue, I just, prayed about it because I felt it right away, Yeah, but it's, it's honestly, it scared me because I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are we doing? But it, I just had, I, I just knew for sure that God is giving me a yes to that. And then I went to that conference and I heard, um, one of the prosecutors from Seattle that took down the review board, which is this horrific, it's like Yelp for, um, or sex trafficking victims. Oh, gosh. Aw- absolutely awful. Oh. And he was part of the team that took that down. And I just thought, you know, God, I, I felt God like almost taking my heart and just like pressing into it, physically pressing into it and saying, pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. You need to help. And, you know, it's not just the John that, you know, goes one guy, you know, who leaves his lunch hour. It's, organized crime that's what we're dealing with so you know we need to do something about this so that's what (sighs) we're doing yeah that's
0: amazing (laughs) I have so many things on that but I love that you're going after the men I think too just again the education piece I think so many of them don't have any idea and and truly our society is so um you know with the pornography and everything it's It's so entrenched though that sometimes we don't recognize our own, um, being complicit in it. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Not that we d- yeah. are doing it, you know we're what I mean? We're numb to it. Yes. We don't we're feel numb anything. To it. Yes. Yeah. And so just the awareness and the education piece is so important. When I, I went to a meeting for Redeemed because I wanted to learn more about what it would look like to go into, just even the um, jails with the women who are going to be released and then like help them with, you know, resumes and um, Mm -hmm. interviewing skills and all that. And so I was just listening and, and just some of the things that they were saying, you know, again, just breaking my heart over and over, but love the work that they're doing. There was a woman in the audience and she said, well, I don't understand. Why don't we just go after the Johns? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think we all sort of feel that way, but like, you know, it's so complex and you don't, and, and like you said, it's not just, it's so complex. Um, yeah. and what it requires is a transformation of heart. Like, right. Yeah. right? And so like talk about needing God here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, we, if we're not praying for these men, yes. we'll never do, you know, we'll never make any progress. And like that prosecutor said that he doesn't believe in, um, like, I guess it's the Swedish model. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of on the fence about it, but where they um, essentially shame the men, you know, like they've, they've caught him, they put the ad in the paper or whatever. And I, I do think there's so much to that, that makes sense to me. But then he was speaking about how he doesn't believe in shaming them because they have family, right. you know, and so their kids are suddenly penalized for their parents' mistake. And so, I don't know, I don't know what the answer to that what the best way to approach that, but I think if if more people are talking about it, if there's an awareness in the community i I think you know I'm hoping, I'm praying that that would make a, a big difference yeah, because right now they're all, it's all undercover, you know it's, it's all like the secret world, but if people are exposing the light into that, right. I would think that would make a huge difference.
0: Well, and they just um, arrested the guy, right, that was the CEO of Backpage? Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Um, that's great, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's like a drop in the bucket. Right. Yeah. But it's something. But it's the big bucket, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. something, yeah. And just the, the, you know, I have a son in eighth grade, and um, the idea of just how accessible pornography is is yeah. really frightening. and Yeah. Um, Something I know our church is addressing, um, just really trying to shed some light on that for parents and just for everybody, just the awareness and how to. But again, I don't just want to put controls on my son's mm-hmm. iPad. Like, I want his heart. Yes.
1: It right. Yeah, because the second him. he's
0: out on his own. Yeah. Like, I want to yeah. always be there to pull that out right. of his hand, you know? And it's like, yes. how do I, how do I, train him up to, and this is totally God. I just keep praying for him. I want him, I want my son to be different. Like I want him to be, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just pure in a way that I don't even think we understand anymore, you know? And I just feel like there's the, the world is so pushing against that, um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, I love that you are going after um, just educating the men and being with the men and praying with them and inviting them in to pray with us and to be part yeah. of the solution. I love that. Yeah,
1: there's a there's a group called the Defenders, mm. which is the men's group, and so I'm going to have them speak, and they come alongside these anti-trafficking ministries, and that's what we need is we need men to you know pray for us and help us with events and get the word out. So yeah, it's a, it's a big, big deal. I'm excited about it.
0: Oh, I love it. So what do you feel like personally, um, God's teaching you? (laughs) Um, so many things, um, that
1: it's okay to be uncomfortable. is probably the biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to, you know, like I like to be comfortable. I don't, I don't want to be too hot. I don't want to be too cold. I, you know, I want my nice clothes and, you know, my manicured lawn and all of that. And that's not what he wants for me. Mm, So, um, yeah, I'm learning that it's okay to to be uncomfortable. It's okay to sit and not knowing what I'm supposed to do and and lean in. That gives me the opportunity to, to pay attention and listen to him instead of the world or even to myself. So I have, like, I have a new lesson of the day for Terry <laughs> that God is teaching me. But the biggest one by far, bar none, is to be okay in the uncomfortable.
0: Gosh, it's so true, right? Mm-hmm. I learned that through holy yoga, like, when you're on the retreat and you're, you know, there's some oh things. Oh, gosh. That, yeah. <laughs> I um, cried
1: every single holy yoga class except one. Yeah. It completely wrecked me yeah. in the most beautiful way possible. But, yeah.
0: I yeah. was so uncomfortable. <laughs> and and that's where our growth happens. Yes. And, yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like I've lived, you know, pretty much in the lap of luxury. <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot yeah. of things, you know what I mean? And yes. I feel like um, becoming aware of that or having God show us that is such a gift to us that we don't have to live this. It pulls us out of a... Um, just a, a more shallow existence into what yeah. he's truly calling us into which is um so much more than we could ever imagine and yeah will require us to be uncomfortable so I love that um we were talking about on retreat last week what are some of the things we always say in holy yoga and that was the first one that someone brought up but you know how you have like your isms like you say uh-huh um you know okay um what was another one? Root down to rise up or whatever. Like, oh, we were right. Yeah. But um, get comfortable being uncomfortable is one of the big yes. ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All <laughs> right. Well, um, is there anything else? I want to make sure. And for all of you listening, all of the dates and the things that we've talked about on the um, podcast are going to be up at greatbigyes.com. And so I would love for you, if you're in Austin, to get involved, um, come to some of the events for Be Lydia. Um, if you're mm. not in Austin, pray for us. See what you can do in your own community for sure. Um, but yes. I want to pray for you before we end, but I just wanted to Thank ask you. you, is there anything else you wanted to um, talk about or mention or anything else you have coming up? Or Well, I'll just say that
1: um, I just hope that anybody that feels God calling them to do something, to just do it. Yeah, and and yeah. like Sue with her podcast, just you know say yes and just trust that he will carry you through it
0: i love that yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i i sometimes when i listen to these podcasts i realize i'm just kind of in the background saying yes because <laughs> it's so good it's just so true and yeah for sure awesome well let's um let's pray and then Terry you join in too i'll start but you feel free to okay. i would love for you to pray too um yeah um Father God, we just come before you humbled, um, just mm-hmm. open for whatever you have for us, and and grateful for the way that you've put this literal dream um, in Terry's heart, and the way that you are bringing it to fruition through her. And so I just lift up Terry to you. I lift up her, um, just any weariness that might come, or any um, any. Fear or doubt from the enemy Lord that you would just protect her against that that you would just hem her in on all sides and that she would just be protected um, by you and like she said just that she would put on your armor every morning um, to face um, whatever it is that you're calling her into and so we're grateful for her um, bringing people together the connections that have been made through Austin because of Belydia Lydia are um, just amazing lord and so we just thank you for that and just ask a blessing over her personally and over her family and just over her heart and um as she continues to this continues to grow as your work through B lydia continues to grow and she gets bigger and needs to bring people on and all of that lord just that she would just stay so rooted in you and never get rid of that um quiet time with you Mm. So it's so hard for us, Lord, to just be quiet sometimes, especially when there's work to be done. Um, so I just pray for her that she would always stay rooted in you and, and take that time to be still and listen for your voice.
1: Mm. And And Father, we just ask that you take control and guide us along the way, that when there's times that we think that we don't have the strength to defeat the enemy as he attacks us, just restore our courage and faith in you. And Lord, I just ask that you cover Sue with a hedge of protection and just inspire her to go and share the gospel and use this medium to reach people all across the globe. Mm -hmm. Lord, we just ask that we all remain humble in whatever we do and and give you the glory in Jesus' name.
0: Yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. That was so nice. I loved hearing it and um, can't wait to see how it goes. And I'll be at the Christmas party.
1: Yay. (laughs) Thank you.